0: May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace are yours, from God our Father, through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Brothers and sisters in Christ, Peter always had something to say, didn't he? You heard the gospel, the, the transfiguration account, right? The other disciples are in shocked disbelief, standing there in awe and amazement, but, but not Peter. He's got to jump in and speak. Lord, it's good that we're here. I'll build some tents. It'll be great. The, the gospel writer Luke tells us Peter didn't know what he was saying. He just had to talk, right? And sometimes that got him into trouble when he spoke his own heart, his, his own mind, Remember, Peter was the one that time when Jesus prophesied that he was going to go to Jerusalem and he'd suffer, die, and rise again on the third day. And Peter cut him off and said, No, 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 never, Lord. This will never happen to you. He didn't want to see that. Jesus called him the mouthpiece of Satan for that one. Or that time in the high priest's courtyard when, well, Peter didn't stay quiet. He was trying to to be near Jesus, but then that servant girl asked him, Hey, you, you were with him, and the fear of the authorities and what might happen to him overtook Peter, and he just had to speak. No, 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 never met him. Don't know Jesus. He's calling down curses. He was reduced to a pile of tears for that one. But other times, when Peter spoke God's word, when he spoke God's heart, it was a beautiful thing. Remember, Peter was the one that answered for the disciples when Jesus asked them, who do you say I am? Remember his answer? You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Summed up all of Scripture so perfectly, so beautifully. Jesus called him the rock for that one and said the whole church is built on that confession. Or on that Galilean seashore over breakfast. When Jesus asked the Peter who had denied him what he thought about him, and Peter so sincerely, so completely said, Lord, you know that I've. Three times he made that beautiful statement, and three times Jesus responded by saying, Feed my sheep. He gave him that powerful, precious privilege of leading and feeding and guiding and guarding his sheep. And do you remember what Jesus said next? Right after the third time, I love you, Jesus says, feed my sheep. These were his next words. I tell you the truth, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. And then the gospel writer explained that this was a prophecy. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. So for the rest of his life, Peter knew without a shadow of a doubt, because Jesus said it, that he would die an untimely death. But he also knew that he had a very important task, a a huge purpose to feed Jesus' sheep. So Peter did all he could to make sure that Jesus' sheep, that we... Were taken care of before he had to die. This text is from Peter's second inspired letter to us sheep. As he's trying to give us what we absolutely need, as he's doing his best to feed Jesus' sheep. And in the letter, Peter goes back to the basics. In the first chapter, we're at verse 16 of the first chapter, but in verse 3 already, Peter is getting right into it, saying what it's all about. He he wrote this, His, God's, divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. So in other words, it's all from God. Everything that we have, everything that we need, it's a gift from God. He has done it all. And then in the next verses, Peter talks about how it's important for us to add to our faith goodness and kindness and self-control and knowledge as as we continue to grow in the knowledge of God and in our ability to to live for Him. And then right before our text, Peter says, and I'm going to keep saying it. I know you know it, but I'm going to remind you again and again, I'm going to say it again because it's important. And then our text starts. When he tells us why, we should listen to what he's been saying. Verse 16. For we did not follow cleverly devised stories when we told you about the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ in power. But we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. This truth about Jesus is important. This man that had been walking among them was true God. That's what this whole season of Epiphany has been revealing. This most certain thing. Jesus is God. And Peter says, we're not making this up. This isn't just some story. We saw it. Right? I mean, you heard the gospel. Peter was there on the Mount of Transfiguration. He saw Jesus shining brighter than the sun. He saw Moses and Elijah from heaven talking with Jesus. He he saw he heard the Father booming from heaven. This is my son. Same thing he said at his baptism. My son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Peter was there. It's truth. And he wants us to know it. This most certain thing, Jesus is God. Proven by what Peter saw and what he reported. And you know it, this isn't new news for you today, Jesus is God. But I'm happy to repeat it. Because like Peter, I know how easy it is to forget. Ask Caesarea Philippi, Peter. Caesarea Philippi is is where they were when Peter told Jesus, no, 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 this won't happen to you. You you shouldn't go and die. Because Peter was was forgetting who Jesus was and why he was here. He was only thinking about what he wanted to see. Ask Caiaphas's courtyard, Peter, when The fear of the authority that seemed to be so in control was right there, and that servant girl asked the question, and suddenly Peter forgot who was really in control in that courtroom scene inside. And he denied a Savior. Ask yourself. When you're at work, And the fear of what they might think causes you to forget what you know or at least act like you don't know it. Ask yourself when you're at home and the frustration of not feeling loved makes it really hard to to love like Jesus would have you remembering who's really in control of all this. Ask yourself when the The stresses and the pressures and the losses and the worries and the fear and and the pain of this life remind you again and again what they can do to your life. Yeah, Peter, we need to be reminded of this most certain thing. Jesus is God. But we weren't there on the Mount of Transfiguration. We didn't see it. Yeah, Peter saw it. How, how, how can we be sure? Well, that's what Peter gets to next. Look at verse 19. <clears throat> After giving Peter's reliable eyewitness testimony, he says this. We also have the prophetic message as something completely reliable. Literally, a most certain thing. And you will do well to pay attention to it. As to a light shining in a dark place. We have God's Word. All of the prophecies, all of them coming true in Jesus. Like the one from Daniel about one like a son of man who who, who would approach the Ancient of Days and be in his presence and here on the Mount of Transfiguration is Jesus in the presence of God and God testifying, yep, this is the one. This is the one who is fulfilling that and every prophecy. This is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. This is the one fulfilling the word. He was the word, right? And and he did the word and he lived the word. He fulfilled the word, all of it, proving this most certain thing. Jesus is God. His life was not just the life of a good man It was the perfect life of God in our place. His death was not just the death of a great man. It was the innocent death of God made flesh in our place. Do you see how this scene on Transfiguration Mountaintop verifies God's word about the one coming? God's word is a most certain thing. Look at how Peter continues then in verse 20. Above all, you must understand that no prophecy of Scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation of things, for prophecy never had its origin in human will, but prophets, though human, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. This word is God's, so this word is certain. This word is something that can give you comfort when the griefs of life try to make you forget what you know. This word is something that can give you strength when the fears of this world try to make you forget what you know. This word is something that can give you answers when the questions of this world make you doubt what you know. This word is something that can give you peace when the worries of this world make you act like you don't know what you know. This word is a most certain thing. And what does it tell us? Jesus is God. Take it from Peter. Yes, he was the man that told Jesus not to go to Jerusalem to die on the cross. Yes, he was the man that called down curses, denying his Savior in, in that uh, high priest courtyard because a little girl asked him a question. But the word works. Remember Easter? When Jesus opened the scriptures to them and demonstrated from the word that the Christ had to suffer and die and rise again? and it clicked, and they got it, and their hearts were burning within them? The Word works. Remember that Galilean seashore where the Word gave Peter his forgiveness and his purpose? The Word works. And they have Pentecost. When the same Peter that was scared by a servant girl was not afraid to stand up and boldly proclaim to all Jerusalem the truth that Jesus is God. And and through the the word of God coming from his lips, the Holy Spirit made 3,000 new believers that day. The word works. And the Holy Spirit speaks through Peter's pen to give us this word that we read and study and cherish today. The Word works. And in a few minutes, we'll demonstrate that as we will stand up and confess that we believe what the Word says. And we'll encourage one another as we say that we believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. And we believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord. And we believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life. The Word works. And in our second service today, five new members will be making their membership promises, reminding us of the promises that that we have made, that they believe that this word is true, and that they would rather die than give up that faith. The word works. Even Peter. Peter. Tradition says that not long after writing this, he was crucified. Put to death because he would not stop proclaiming it, this most certain thing. Jesus is God. Jesus is our Savior. But before he died, he gave us this. So that we could always remember it. May God grant it in Christ. Amen. Now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ. Amen. Let's rise and confess our faith using the words of the Nicene Creed printed on page 12 in the bulletin. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God. we believe in one holy, Christian, and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. You may be as we take this opportunity to give our gifts of thanks and in the form of our offering. As the offering is gathered, please do fill out the friendship registers that are being handed down the aisle as you put your information in there. Uh, It better allows us to do what God has called us together to do, encourage one another on toward love and good deeds.